Hello friends, this is Radiant Light with Gabriel Olanre Waju. Oh what a joy, oh what an excitement to be with you again. I'm so sorry I've been under a lot of pressure lately, so for some days now I've not been able to, you know, follow up on this um, podcast. But what a joy to be able to, be, to, to get back to you and to continue our series titled manage minimizing life crisis and under this umbrella subject matter we've looked at two things already and like i said in the previous episode i said we are going to be looking at about 10 things we've looked at how to manage and handle debt debt such that we don't throw ourselves into crisis the second topic we looked at under this umbrella subject matter of minimizing life crisis we look at how to handle peer pressure in other words negative angle of peer pressure we look at how to manage it so that we don't go into crisis the third thing we are going to look for today's podcast is very very important and it is titled handling and managing your marriage I want to believe that you will agree with me that one of the sources of crisis in this contemporary world is the issue of marital crisis. A lot of people are engulfed in crisis because of marriage. And therefore, I have taken time to expound an epistle of Paul to the Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 21 to 28. So I want you to please be patient and ride along as we look at the subtopic handling and managing your marriage under the umbrella topic of minimizing life crisis. So as we go today, there are about four to five scriptural references I'm going to be giving you. The foundation test is Ephesians chapter 5. And we are going to read verse 21 to 28. Further references, we are going to look at Ephesians 5 and focus on verse 33. And we are going to look at Colossians 3 and verse 19. Then as we begin to examine what love is in between, between couples, we are going to be focusing on 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 4 to 8. So just tag along with me. Let's take our foundation test first which is Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 25 to verse, no, verse two, chapter 5 and verse 21 to 28. I'm going to be reading that for you now. And further, you will submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. You wives will submit to your husbands as you do to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of his body, the church. He gave his life to be her savior. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives must submit to your husband in everything. To make her holy and clean, washed by baptism and God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church, without a spot or wrinkle. Or any other blemish instead she will be holy and without fault and the last verse for our foundation test in the same way husband ought to love their wives 
as they love their own bodies. For a man is actually loving himself when he loves his wife. What a foundational scripture for the relationship between husband and wife. And I want to let you know that the major crisis of life concerning marriage is because either of the spouses fail to understand and acknowledge their roles in relationship. Let's take further reading of the Holy Scripture. Ephesians 5 and verse 33. So again, I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself and the wife must respect the husband. Please, I want you to take very important cognizance of these scriptures that I'm reading. And in your own time, you can, you know, follow that diligently and thoroughly look at these scriptures. Ephesians 5 verse 33. So again, I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself and the wife must respect her. Now, let us take Colossians 3 and verse 19 before we begin to go into the body of the subject matter. Colossians 3 and verse 19. I'll get the scriptures for you shortly. Colossians 3 and verse 19. So, we must begin to understand this the role of both the husband and the wife in this relationship thing that we have found ourselves in order to minimize crisis in marriage we must begin to give priority to our roles in marriage so let me just read colossians 3 and verse 19 for you and you husbands must love your wives and never treat them harshly let me take another version of, of, of the scriptures for you. That uh, the message version. Husband, go all out in love for your wives. Don't take advantage of them. Glory to God. Now let's go into the body of our discussions proper today. Remember, we are looking at handling and managing your marriage in order to minimize life crisis. And like I said, marriage is one of that produces of crisis in life now you must know these things and i have called i have titled them or i have labeled them the golden the golden rules things to know about marriage and i have have coined it to be the golden rules in marriage number one the relationship between husband and wife is based upon a developed doctrine of Christ and the church. In other words, you must liken your marriage to the relationship between Jesus Christ and the church based on all these scriptures that we have read today. That is Ephesians 5, 21 to 28, Ephesians 5 and verse 33, Colossians 3 and 19. First golden rule, know that the relationship between husband and wife is based upon a developed doctrine of Christ and the church. So whenever you view your marriage, just think of what Christ did to the church. That will help you in the relationship between you and your spouse. Number two, 
Therefore, it means that in marriage, husband and wife relationship is lived in reverence for Christ. Your relationship is not just Mr. and Mrs. B. Sick. It's not just for the two of you. The married relationship is lived in reverence for Christ. Your marriage is a typical rep representation of the finished work of Christ. Point number three. Like, I, I beg your pardon, we are going to take some time today. So, if it's not nine minutes or ten minutes or fifteen minutes, please bear with us. But I want you to understand what I'm sharing to this morning. Married relationship demands mutual respect. I mean, if you check Ephesians verse five and chapter five and verse twenty-one, it says, "Be subject to one another." Be subject to one another. Let me read it for you. Ephesians five and verse twenty-one, so that you don't take it out out of context. And further, you will submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. In other words, if you submit to your wife, if your wife submits to you, you are both doing this. You are exemplifying mutual respect in subjects. Rather, in, in respecting Jesus. If the two of you will display mutual respect as the bible says in ephesians 5 verse 21 be subject to one another in other words this is mutual submissiveness glory to god point number four out of what i call the golden rule submission to the airship of husband not in a manner of slave servant relationship in other words when the wife submit to the husband the husband shouldn't see that as a master-slave relationship or as a servant-slave relationship. It is all in obedience to the command of Christ and also in exemplifying the typical relationship between Jesus and the church. Point number five to note. The submission encouraged here is not that of inferiority. Please note. The submission of the wife to the husband is not that of inferiority. Husband as well as wives have equal dignity of godlike being, but different in God-appointed roles. So if the Bible says wives submit, it is not because the woman is inferior. A lot of men get that wrong. It's not because the woman is, is, is inferior. It is because that is the way God has ordained it. Because both men and women are both godlike beings, but God appointed rules in marriage is different. Glory to God. Remember, we are talking about the golden rules that must be taken into consideration in marriage. If we are going to minimize life crisis, which marriage is one of the sources that produces this life crisis. Point number six, as part of the golden rule. God, God is a God that loves others. And so he instituted order at home in the relationship between husband and wife. You can imagine a home where there is no other. No one is calling the shot to lead, to coordinate. There will be confusion. And God is a God of order. He loves order. So that is why God had to institute order in a home in the relationship. 
between husband and wife point number seven i want us to take look like i said i took time out to expound this Ephesians chapter 5 for you. So point number 7, I want us to take very cognizant, uh, very cognizant look of, at, at, at the Greek word here. Yeah. The Greek word, hypotasomai, which is translated submit, is also used as studies in other part of the scriptures, which means order. In other words, submission then is the order of the society. The submission of the wife to her husband is actually unto God. See Ephesians chapter 5 and, and verse 22. You wives submit to your husband as you do to the Lord. So when a wife submits to the husband, you're actually submitting to the Lord who instituted that role of headship for the husband. Glory to God. So the word submit there is is um Ipotasomai, which can be used interchangeably as another Greek word, taxis, which means other. Like I said, in discussing some of the points here, I made mention the fact that God is a God of order and He wants order at home. Glory to God. Point number eight of the golden rule husband as head are not tyrants, despots, and nazists, but a leader in guiding and setting the strategic vision for the home and the family in other words husband don't just say you are the head and begin to bully your wife and begin to become autocratic despotic and become tyrant no that's not what that is not the kind of head that the bible or god institute the airship is such that you provide strategic vision guidance for the home and the family Point number nine, a husband's authority at home as divinely delegated must never be used selfishly. Glory to God. Husband, take note, your authority at home as the head is never to be used selfishly, but always for the others. In other words, for your wife and for your children, for whose benefit it has been given by God. God gave you that role of headship not for you to be selfish or to use it autocratically for yourself but rather to use it in love in caring to benefit the whole of your household your wife inclusive glory to god point number 10 under the golden rules for marriage based on the above husbands must love and care that is based on point number nine that i mentioned husband must love that is that is number 10 now point that we are looking at husband must love and care for their wives glory to god now let's look at the characteristics of law the bible says husband love your wives love your wives and it describes a relationship at home with that of jesus and the church so if husband is going to love the wife let's look at what wife what the what this kind of love does and that is found in first corinthians chapter 13 verse 4 to 8 verse 4 verses 4 5 6 7 and 8 glory to god to see what this law does and how it reacts this is agape love it is not filial love glory to god the word agape is taken from the greek word agapao 
Glory to God. If you go back to Genesis, the woman was made out of man. For man, both husband and wife are made for each other. In other words, both husband and wife are made for each other. Now let's see the kind of love that the Bible demands from the from the man. Now let's look at First um, Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse four to eight. I read for you. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. Love does not demand its own way. Husband, listen to this. You are told to love. Love does not demand its own way. Love is not irritable. And it keeps no record of when it has been wrong. Husband that are keeping record of sins that the wife has committed over the years. Grow up and love. It is never glad about injustice. But rejoices whenever the truth wins out. The kind of love the Bible commands you to love your wife is not that of injustice. First Corinthians, let's continue to verse 7. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Glory to God. Love will last forever. But prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will disappear. Look at the description, this description of love. So, husband, that the Bible has commanded you to love your wife is demanding that you are not rude to your wife. Is demanding that you are not selfish. Is demanding that you are not irritable. Is demanding that you don't keep record of sin. Is demanding that you don't go about displaying injustice. Is demanding that you don't lose faith in your relationship. Is demanding that you are always hopeful about your relationship and you endure through every circumstances. If truly husband can live up to this, then there will be peace. There will be peace in the hope. That was that is that I just mentioned the point number ten and expounded on it of the golden rule of marriage. And I conclude that point number ten by emphasizing this this point that this husband and wife are created for each other with the kind of agape law that the husband must extend to the wife and that both the man and the woman they are both created for each other glory to god point number that was point number 11 point number 12 although many women rights movement are trying to eradicate this order this is not chauvinism but creationism i want you to look at the the choice word i'm using here this is not chauvinism, but creationism. That is how God ordained it. No matter women's movement or women's right you are creating, you can't change the order of God. The mandate God has given to man in relationship is love your wife and for the woman to submit. And I've expanded what these two key terms in terms of the function and mandate that God has given both man and woman in a marriage relationship. Point number 13. Therefore, in marriage, in marriage relationship, Partnership is the key word. I want you to hold that on your left hand. That is in marriage, partnership is the key word. After all, both are now one. And the Bible also tells us in that Ephesians chapter 5 that if you're ever messing up, whatever you are doing, you are doing it to yourself. Because both husband and wife are now one. Glory to God. The 14 points under the golden rule. In Paul's theology about husband's role in the family, Paul does not stress his authority over his wife. 
his authority is defined in terms of loving responsibility husband that want to flex authority in the house Paul didn't emphasize authority rather the authority Paul emphasizes is that of a loving authority in terms of responsibility as, as your husband at all point number 15 which is the last point and the last golden rule for marriage for the woman submission is the key to a man's act glory to god so now in other words as i wrap up this in other words to minimize life crisis orchestrated by marriage as we close we have to take note of all these things one take note of the cultural conflict and manage it well in your marriage avoid avoid the wrong impression for social media social media has thrown up so many things we are not americans we are not europeans we are not chinese in other words take note of the cultural conflict and manage it well in your marriage if you are going to minimize crisis after understanding all those golden rules number two deal with yourself as much as you want your spouse to do the same two wrongs don't make a right each of you must work on yourself don't just sit down and look at what your spouse is doing wrongly alone what about you she sees what you're doing wrongly too so work on yourself deal with yourself as much as you want your spouse to do the same two runs cannot make an update right the third advice i want to give is you and your spouse are one if you see it that way you will not want to hurt each other point number four be realistic and minimize your expectations you have not married a flawless man or a flawless woman point number five your husband is not the same as your dad neither your wife is the same as your as, as your mom stop the comparison glory to god your husband is not your father your wife is not your mom so stop the comparison point number six in minimizing crisis that marriage throws up the problem of your home or your spouse has become a shared problem stop the blame game glory to god point number seven communication communication can be a source of conflict show empathy in communication and listen well to each other listen without a predetermined response sometimes i'm guilty of that listen without a predetermined response don't be listening with only listening to what you have in your heart to to, to say that's what that point is saying number eight ways a way of re, of minimizing life crisis through marriage offenses will come talk about it and be willing to forgive your spouse point number nine in minimizing life crisis sex is not a tool for revenge avoid this trap it is dangerous glory to god point sex glory to god sex is not a tool for revenge so avoid this trap point number 10 carry each other along on your plans whether it is finance it is children's school you must carry yourself along with this plan this will reduce tension that comes up in marriage point number 11 be careful who you take your marital issues to if possible avoid it glory to god today we have looked at how to handle and manage our marriage relationship to reduce crises that marriage throws into our life i hope you've been able to learn one or two things from what we share today remember we are dealing with minimizing life crisis and today we looked at marriage as one of the potential sources of crisis and things that we need 
to do by expounding on Ephesians chapter 5. Thank you for listening. I remain yours, Gabriel Olani Waju. This is your favorite podcast, Radiant Live with Gabriel Olani Waju. Till I see you on some other on some other episode, remain in the loving grip of Jehovah. God bless you. Bye-bye.